0: From Disart, it's Dystopia. Hi, this is Jill Vim.
1: And Chris Smith back with the Dystopia Podcast. Where we're talking about disability arts and accessibility at Art Prize 9. And,
0: and we actually got down there this week. Remember, last week we said, Oh, we got to check out all the virtual tours. <laughs> this week we made it down there. We're right. so, so glad that we did.
1: That's right. And, and, and one of the places we went uh, uh, yesterday was Culture Collective um, down on Rumsey Street, which mm-hmm. felt like a, a bit of like a homecoming t- for us. Yeah. Um, we spent a long two weeks or 19 days there last year with hybrid structures the ramp that we did with uh menta and uh, Alois kronschlager and uh it was a bit somber wasn't it it was it yeah. was
0: so we knew all along that putting this ramp up and we had the hybrid gallery and and the fashion show that was on the ramp that has become really uh Iconic for yeah, our, yeah. our story as a developing organization. But to go there and to have that all gone yeah. uh, was – it kind of took your breath away Yeah, just to see this empty space. But yeah. we are thrilled to know that Habitat for Humanity, who's working on revitalizing that area, is going to be using parts of the ramp.
1: That's right. I mean, we, we really made a very um, important – Proposition to them that we would make this ramp, but that it would be reused, mm-hmm. and all already it's been used for uh, a couple different homes, and uh, we hope that that continues. Um, but the space is still alive and and yeah. very energetic because of the work of Stephanie Rosales and and the artists that she brought from that neighborhood. And um, it was it was nice to to talk to her. I mean, one of the reasons why we wanted to think about this. Um, site with you folks, is that uh, there are two prominently disabled artists mm-hmm. um, there, uh, Javier Torres and Reina Garcia.
0: Yeah, and we've actually worked with Reina for, well, cool. since the beginning of yeah. DisArt. She was in our first DisArt Festival in 2015 as mm-hmm. one of the local artists, and, and so we have a special place for her. She was in both fashion shows, mm-hmm. and to see her work where she... Uh, is really bearing her soul and yeah. her experience mm-hmm. of disability. Uh, it was quite powerful.
1: Yeah, her piece is entitled My Soul, and it's um, uh, an installation which includes paintings by uh, Raina, but also other media um, and uh, a sort of recreation of a living room. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, it was very... Uh, like we said, very powerful, very vulnerable for her, uh, but also an invitation. And I, and I, th- an invitation to think about her life and, and to think about what that neighborhood means um, for her. But also in Javier Torres's piece, too, a, a real invitation to, um, thinking about what disability means in the Latino community. And I think that's, that's one of the reasons, um, we, we were so excited about the pieces is that at disart we're we're constantly thinking about the cultural differences uh between the experience of disability um and race and and so uh it was it was really great to talk to both stephanie uh and uh we got to talk to javier as well um and we'll play those uh today but uh first let's start with stephanie and in uh, and, and our conversation with her about uh, these pieces and about the overall project well, thanks for taking a minute to talk to us at dystopia. This is great yeah so so stephanie, you've been. Uh, involved in the cook Arts center for a long time right
2: yes i've been working there for almost seven years now
1: wow and what do you do for them
2: uh i'm the program director mm-hmm. uh at the art center so we have um two facilities we have the cook art center and the cook library center and i kind of run all the programming at the art center
1: mm-hmm. you meet a lot of people yes I i'm do. sure yeah i do <laughs> well and that, that probably changes your um your love for this neighborhood too right and yeah and yeah
2: it has uh, made this neighborhood my home and yeah. uh, my community. And even before I worked at the Arts Center, I actually ran after-school programming at Chavez and okay. at Southwest Community Campus. Yeah. Okay. So I've been working here in this neighborhood since I moved here yeah. in 2007, Yeah. which feels like a really long time ago. Right, <laughs> right. right.
1: <laughs> and then the opportunity came up for this space to be open for this year is that how how'd that go
2: so um as you know Mm -hmm. site lab was here for a couple of years and during that time there was a lot of buzz and excitement created around having art Mm -hmm. in this capacity here and then after um art prize last year when site lab left there was kind of this shift in the community that people were like oh wait that's not going to be here forever what's going on?" Um, So this other conversation um, that I think we've been trying to have over the past few years started surfacing about like what's happening, what's the development bringing, what's going on in the community. Um, So we uh, heard a lot about people wanting to just get more information about what's going on and there were some members of the community, even artists who we were working with last year during mm-hmm. our Prize, who didn't realize that these buildings were going to be demolished. Right, right. So we approached Habitat as one of the partners of the Plaza Roosevelt Development and said, hey, is it possible to have one final show that really uh, kind of brings it back to the community to both... Tell them have a process for telling them this is officially coming, yeah, and also use that time to ask them how they feel about it right. So um, we really used we started with a series of interviews and kind of used that as the, the launching point for the show this year and mm-hmm. Habitat was like excited about about doing that, and their whole uh, process has been really wanting to have this be resident driven and focused on the community. Uh, so they, you know, they supported us and helped us um, make the show happen this year. Yeah. And even postponed demolition on these buildings so that we could do art in them one last time. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome.
1: Wow. I didn't Huge. know that story. That's really cool. So it seems like one of the goals then of this whole exhibit is interactivity. I mean, it is wanting maybe even more so than what we would call a traditional exhibition, but, but, but bringing together... Communities of, of people to to not just look but to think with you, right?
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And
1: so you have some places where people can write things down, and and uh, it's it's just a really good design, you know. Thanks. You know, <laughs> one of the things that DisArt is always interested in is how disability incorporates itself into multiple cultures, um, and there is no. One universal experience of disability, and so in our work we've looked at uh, African American communities, for example, and disability uh, Latino communities as well. Um, and so when we were here on Sunday and saw uh, Javier Torres's piece uh, and then Reina Garcia's piece, both of who, uh, both of whom live with disabilities, we we got really excited uh, to 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 uh, to talk about. You know what what their their artists doing within this specific context. Um, can you tell us a bit about their work and
2: yeah. and how that
1: relationship has grown with those artists?
2: Yeah, definitely. I am so grateful that they were willing to show their work with us this year, and you know they have been not only artists living with disability, but like such important members of this community. Mm-hmm. Um, Javier. Uh, his work is probably, it's, it's like the most deeply personal work I've ever experienced when, uh, when, when I saw it, um, I asked him if he could like tell me more about it. So I, I just want to make sure I'm speaking truth to what, to what he told me. And, um, you know, he said he, he created his piece after, um, after Prize ended last year. Yeah. And he... Well, he created a lot of different uh, images that talk about kind of his perceptions of the world around him using abstract abstract digital drawings. And then there's one in the center, if you have a chance to see it, that is really about his perceptions of what's happening around him with this development. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as an artist living with disability he just said he feels invisible and Mm -hmm. that a lot of things that people don't think about have really impacted his quality of life like whenever they come and move a bunch of stuff around it puts a whole bunch of dust in the air and makes it so he can't go outside Mm -hmm. when there are big parties and other things that's too crowded and he can't get from place to place Um, and uh, some of the projects even you know he he has said that he wishes that they could you know bring more attention specifically to some of the more specific issues you know yeah. he was like something he said that um, that really struck me ab- about his piece was um, you can kind of see there's two two wheels kind of that represent the wheels of his wheelchair and there's nothing on it. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I think that sometimes people just see my wheelchair and think, Oh, we want it. We need to make sure we involve him and don't think of me as a person. They just think of me as my chair. Right. Um, right. And so he was just, you know, expressing there's so much packed into his piece. Um, it's, uh, it's some of the best work that I've seen him create. it's, it's fantastic, and I yeah. hope everyone comes down to see it. <laughs> yeah, I
1: agree. And then right right near his is My Soul by mm-hmm. Raina Garcia, uh, Survivor of Polio, um, which is a really great installation piece.
2: Yeah, her installation is telling kind of her story. She has a photograph of herself as a young child and then a photograph of herself now as an adult, and she really... Um, she left uh, a pair of her shoes on the ground in front of a mirror mm-hmm. and you know when she was describing it to me she said her intention was to encourage people to actually try on her shoes mm-hmm. and look in the mirror and see how it affects the way that they think about people with disability Yeah, you know um, she also created this like living room style feeling mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. like um, you sit down in the chair yeah. and there's a lamp there and there's like wallpaper surrounding um so uh you know her her work kind of bringing bringing these different elements of like inviting people in like to something so personal into mm-hmm. her like this this setup kind of saying like this is my daily life like this is my every day i yeah. go home this is my living room i put on my shoes i look in the mirror mm-hmm. you know this is not just something that you can use to say like, Oh yeah, we're we're um you know, we're telling a story or we're doing this, like this is my soul. It's not just, you know, something that I'm labelled with. It's me. It's my it's me. It's yeah. my person, it's my right. life, it's right. uh my soul. So yeah. um not to mention, you know, I think I actually had a couple of other people who were polio survivors viewing the work and talking about how it impacted them so deeply because they said they said no one ever talks about this anymore. Yeah. People feel like, Oh, that happened back in the in the fifties and now it's over. Right. And there's no discussion about how we are still living with the effects of polio every day. Right. right. Uh, so it was, you know, reaching across Across that audience as well of of people who have been affected by that specific disease, um, and I, honestly, I think you know even during installation, mm-hmm. there were so many elements uh, that helped me as a curator. You know, she insisted, Reyna insisted on bringing someone in to put cement on all the cracks and uh-huh. all the the bumps and all the things where. Um, she said, "You know, I remember last year when I was coming through here. It was too difficult to move through. Yeah, and we yeah. want to make this easier, just so people can come up and see this work that is mm-hmm. by people with disability." And I was yeah, like, yeah. "Yes, that makes, that makes sense. T- yeah so much sense." And you know, uh, as a curator, I think those are things we need to be thinking about at, in every install, and in every uh, every show. Yeah. So yeah. You know,
1: again, that there's. This intersectionality that I love um, about both of their works, but but maybe Javier's too. I mean, the, the, maybe even more clearly, this idea of invisibility seems to have to do with not only his muscular dystrophy, but also his racial identity and his ethnic identity too, right? Yes, and very a, much a, so. And, and that—that's a really dynamic combination of things.
2: Yeah, and I think that's why, um, you know, he showed me a series of, like, 40 drawings um, that he had done. And we decided together to show the, show the works that were a little bit more politically charged around those issues. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Some of the titles of the drawings, like, I Don't See Color, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know public education mm-hmm. uh, they're these very dark subtle drawings yeah. Yeah. Um, that he created um, you know and those intersections of, of his life and just seeing how things are going in the political climate yeah. uh, how people are talking about our community and mm. also that personal uh, that personal like this, this duality um, is just who I am. All of these intersections are my, mm-hmm.
1: my everyday.
2: Yeah. So. Um,
1: well, and he's not backing away from it at all. I mean, that's oh, what no, I Oh really no, not love. at all. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. That's
1: great, and Reyna isn't either, which is great. So, well, thank you so much for taking some time to uh, to talk to us. This is great.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for highlighting their work. It's <laughs> it's uh, an honor to be working with them.
1: Mm-hmm. Great. Thanks.
2: Yeah. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Chris and Stephanie, for that great conversation. It was great to have a glimpse into what's going on in that area, specifically with Cultura Collective and how the artists are really part of the conversation.
1: Yeah, yeah. She is so smart and so um, excited about what is happening down there. And it it was really nice to hear her give us some more background on, on those pieces by Reina and, and Javier. And we were really uh, fortunate that we, you know, Javier Torres is a guy who lives in that neighborhood, and we had met him and spent time with him last year. And so, yeah, we walked over to his house, mm-hmm. and we found him.
0: Yeah, we found him, and he was fortunately heading down to where his art is on display, and it took a little arm-twisting, but we got him to... Join us in a conversation. Actually, Chris and Javier have a, a conversation that we're going to be listening to next. But it's it was also interesting to get the perspective that we hadn't heard before about right. the ramp and about the significance in his life.
1: And, and he started talking about this piece. Um, and we, yeah, I I don't know if you had made the connection, but I had not made the connection that it was actually about last year and so as he started talking about it he said you guys might be a little offended by what i have to say and um i don't i wasn't offended i I liked the dialogue but pretty humbled by what he had to say
0: yeah yeah i think so all right let's Let's take a listen yeah and just uh make sure you're aware that The conversation may be a little difficult to understand, both because of speech patterns, but also because there's traffic in the background. Mm -hmm. So we will be having a transcript on our website or on Facebook that you can download and, and follow along.
1: Well, so we're here with uh, Javier Torres to talk a little bit about his work down at Rumsey Street. And uh, we really want to focus on on the painting Invisible. And you were going to tell us a bit about that one. Thanks for joining us, by the way.
3: Thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, Invisible is something that's been, like, a feeling for my whole life. I just created it because... I was seeing things that I was not too happy with and around the neighborhood and uh, Mm -hmm. around the world. I mean, like people in wheelchairs are like invisible to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's my very personal feeling. Um, I see all this cool stuff coming up together, like a ram and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. And it was going through the middle of my own church. Right. was brought some other about of Avrilie in that I probably don't have anymore, but. Um, I just decided to write it up in a piece that shows a ramp going through a heart. Yeah. And there's a building on the top. There's a cross, an arrow. Uh, set of wheels from a wheelchair with no person, mm-hmm. no wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Kind of uh, describe somebody feeling invisible between all the nuns. To me, it was awkward because having a rap, having people around and having nuns, yeah. it make you feel like you're around at home or nursing home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. That's kind of a uh, I mix everything together with the feelings about the church going down. The church, yeah, church going down.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. And people wishing to keep the church around, but it's not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah.
1: Right. right. You know, I, I, it's, I'm, I'm, we're honored by your reaction to that work, and I, and I think. Um, you know, when we spent time together last year When we were all here working on that ramp, you know And, and it, it, was, um, it was a meaningful experience Meaningful in a good way But also maybe in a, in a critical way too, you know yeah. um, And so it, it, is that Yeah, do you want to say more about that? Or, or more about how that idea of invisible Makes itself known through the other pieces as well?
3: Well, I think it was very really cool having people having fun around, you know, everything around it. Yeah. But,
1: Last year, you mean?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was uh, a big, big um, hope of winning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, sometimes I feel like handicapped people are used for others yeah. to make money right um probably the most common things are like going to get wheelchair or medical equipment yeah it's over high cost
1: yeah oh totally yeah yeah Yeah.
3: so I mix everything together and try to make something that pull out people people's mind
1: yeah yeah it's um, I, I feel like like I, I, I could ask, and I, again, it's, it's good to hear your reaction to that work. Um, and I, I feel like I need to ask, for our own sake, what could we have done differently um, last year with, with SiteLab, you know, to make it a little bit less traumatic or, or less uh, complicated? Well, I think
3: it's very hard to answer that, but I think having this big show, he probably deserve. Like, I can't explain myself, maybe, mm-hmm. but a ram should be a sign of uh, respect, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and should be a sign of um conci. Why you would, why you would say conscience? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Consideration.
3: Yeah. And open people's minds about what could be like, I don't know, I think it should be like a sign of respect. Yeah. That's it. That's the most, mm-hmm. most important thing because people around don't even look down to see that somebody on a wheelchair needs to go to. Yeah. Or you go places with the ramp when the door close. Right, right. You right. can do nothing about it just left.
1: Right, right. Right. Yeah. yeah, so
3: I'm not so sure how I can describe myself in that one but no, we, it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. we understand. Yeah. Um how long have you been making work? How long has art been part of your life? Um, my whole
3: life, I like to try and you know, do things around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this is like the second year I do it for, you know, for public.
1: Yeah,
3: sure. Art Prize. Yeah, yeah. We got a successful last year with the uh, Curriculum Collective yeah. venue. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, I, it's it's. I hope I hope you keep doing it. It's it's great stuff, and it's it's really powerful. Thanks for thanks for talking with us. You want to share anything else?
3: Yeah, I'm just encourage people to open their eyes, look around, and study our pieces. They're very well done to open people's minds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we want to bring a big message: open your eyes, like. Uh, don't, don't believe or relate or don't believe when the f- first thing you hear, just do researches of everything, mm-hmm. especially about politics, because our country is turning at something that we never thought it was going to be. Right. There's a lot of racism all over, and that's why I did all these
1: pieces to yeah. try to open people's eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks again, man. We'll see you soon, I hope.
3: All right. Okay. We hope that a lot of people come around and watch our pieces. Mm-hmm. We got three nominations, so it's
1: yeah. very cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Great. Thanks, man. Thank you.
3: Thank you.
0: Thank you Chris and Javier for that great conversation. I think it's leaving us think particularly as we go through our days about the experience of feeling invisible. Yeah. Uh, very powerful to have image of the wheels of a of the wheelchair without the person mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and how we think about access and are we trying to get just someone into a building
2: mm-hmm.
0: onto a ramp are we considering the whole person?
1: Yeah, that's right. And and I think to this idea of invisibility um, being racial and physical for him uh, is something that comes out in his work. And again, we would encourage you to go down and take a look uh, at their work. There's only a couple of days left, and. Uh, it's a it's definitely a good place to to go um and and uh it's good for families too lots of great stuff to do so yeah get down there while you can yep Well, listen, before we wrap up, we do have a big announcement, Jill.
0: Yes, we do. We love to share that we are going to be having our next fashion model call.
1: If you can believe it, we're already thinking about (laughs) next art prize.
0: Well, we love it. So we had a meeting yesterday with our fashion team, and we just left there thinking, oh, my gosh, this is going to be so exciting. So we are excited to invite all of you yeah. who are listening or know someone who's interested and in wanting to be part of the fashion show, which will be next September yeah. during Art Prize. That's right. And we are having the model call on October twenty nine and November five. We're still working on the details of the venue, but you can find out all the information about this on our website and Facebook
1: yeah and this year we're going to also accept video submissions so so if you can't get to Grand Rapids um, but want to commit and be part of this thing and and be part of uh, you know the uh, it's not really a competition but but part of the selection process Mm -hmm. um, you can send in a video and all the information like Jill said is going to be on Facebook and on our website so
0: We hope to see you there.
1: Yeah, for sure. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Chris Smith.
0: And this is Jill Vinn.
1: From Dystopia Podcast. Thanks for listening.
0: Subscribe to Dystopia on iTunes and make sure to visit our website, dystopiapodcast.org, to find transcriptions, all of our episodes, dystopian news, and much more.